Hello, everybody, and welcome to the webinar with Experian. So Experian is a global information services company, but what does that actually mean? And what can you, our STEM students, be involved in when you apply to their opportunities? So let's find out. Um, we've got a lot to fit in. So let me introduce you first to Maria, um, who is a talent senior talent acquisition partner. Um, we've worked with Maria for numerous, numerous years now. Um, so Maria knows all about Grad Crackers, really excited to be joining um, this webinar today. And Maria is going to give us a bit of an insight into everything recruitment, so the whole recruitment process, hints and tips when you're applying, and which roles um, are currently open for you to apply to. So Maria, welcome. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about um, you and your role at Experian? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as Carla mentioned, I'm the Senior Talent Acquisition Partner at Experian, um, and I've been at Experian since last April, so coming up to about a year now, actually. Yeah. Um, and essentially within my role, I kind of lead our overall early careers recruitment experience, so working within our recruitment team. Um, and so really that just means that I'll be a familiar face throughout, um, you know, your whole kind of um, journey with Experian if you were to apply um, to us after today, um, because I'll be attending our assessment centres um, and part of the onboarding activities if you were to be successful. Um, and then I'm also at um, our new joiner induction um, kind of presenting different sessions as well. So I'm kind of involved in that whole end to end process right through from attraction to, to people's first day. Um, and one also fact really I like to mention is that I have also been um, a kind of early careers member myself as well. So I started off my career um, when I left A-levels a few years ago um, as an apprentice. And so I have also attended assessment centres myself. I've sat on the other side of the table. And so actually, hopefully that gives me quite a unique perspective into early careers um, yeah. now sitting on the recruitment side as well. Yeah, I've always liked that about you, Maria, because you've got you do have like both points of view, haven't you? You know, you've been there, you've done that, you know how it feels, you know how apprehensive people get as well. Then you've been on the other side as well. So definitely Maria will be able to share some really insightful hints and tips. And so kind of watch this space on that. And Maria, an, an overview to Experian. So there'll be a lot of misconceptions about what experience Experian do and don't do. But how would you describe who who you are as a as a, as a business? Yeah. So it is quite, we're quite a complex business, really. Um, yeah. But to kind of, um, I guess, kind of summarise, really. So ultimately, we're a data company um, and we are global. Um, so we have about 20,600 employees working for us globally um, in 44 countries across the globe. Um, in terms of our UK presence, we have offices in London, Glasgow and Nottingham, um, Nottingham being our headquarters um, and where I think everybody actually on the call, all of our graduates today um, are based as well. Yeah. Um, and really in terms of kind of what we, we do or what we are, we're, we're one of the largest data providers of data in the world. And a common question people often ask is, you know, what do you actually do? Because it's quite complex and a lot of people think that we just do credit scores um, based yeah. on the company name. Um, so really to answer it briefly, because our world is built on data, um, you know, and it kind of grows in power and influence every day, there's always new data being collected. Essentially at Experian, we just work to turn that data into something meaningful. Um, so we'll gather it, we'll analyze, combine and process all of that data. Um, and essentially what we do is unlock the power of that data um, by Kind of getting the insights and really just providing services to organizations society and individuals as well um, to help them achieve their goals as well so 
when we ask that question what do we do um and a lot of people say credit scores that is true and it's natural to say that because you might have seen some of Experian's TV adverts you might have seen us on YouTube you might have even used an Experian credit product yourself as well um but actually we operate so much more across um than just credit scores and mm -hmm. lots of our grads um on the call today will be talking to you about their roles and kind of the really exciting things that we get up to um as well um kind of wider than that Mm. always fascinates me what Experian do because you know it's I've worked with with you as a business for now for quite a few years and you know you're right in saying that people just presume that you're a credit scoring company and there's just so so much more that you can get involved in and um, so I'm really looking forward to sh um, sharing the, the graduates journeys with everybody as part of this webinar um, as well as getting to know the opportunities that are available to students to apply for and um, so Maria I'm going to leave it there with you for, for a moment um, I'll be back to you shortly and I'm just going to do a quick spin around the room and meet the grads um, so basically where they went to university and what did they study so Jess, I'm going to start with you. Um, so let us know more. So where did you go to uni and what did you study? Uh, yeah, hi everyone. Um, so I'm Jess, Carla's just said, and I studied physics at the University of Nottingham. Perfect. Uh, thanks, Jess. Sid? Hi, yeah, I'm Sid. I studied mathematics at Nottingham Trent University. I started off doing a normal degree and then I moved to the master's degree. Oh, why did you change? That's an interesting one. I just really enjoyed the maths degree and thought I yeah. might as well just keep going for another year. I, I wasn't quite ready to go into a job, I don't think. So yeah. I, I gave an extra year to myself. Was, was, your, was your maths a lot, lot harder than you expected? Or was it kind of just like a smooth transition? Yeah, just more like a continuation, just more yeah. maths, basically. Oh, brilliant. I was going to say, oh, brilliant. I don't like maths, but oh, brilliant. I, was thinking, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> as long as you're happy, Sid, then I'm happy. Um, Anish, what did you study and where did you go to uni? Hi, my name is Anish. Uh, I studied electrical electronic engineering at University of Bristol. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Perfect. University of Bristol, thank you very much. Close to Sophie's home. Um, yep. Kirsty? Uh, I studied chemistry at Nottingham Trent University. Oh, another Nottingham Trent. Fantastic. Thanks, Kirsty And Prina. Hi, I'm Prina. I studied software engineering at MMU. Yeah, perfect. Lovely. And so you can see there from the, the, that we've got such a diverse um, background of people there. So lots yeah. of different universities and lots of different disciplines as well. So I think I'm fair to say, Maria, that you're open to the majority, if not all STEM students, uh, any, any STEM background, including things like, you know, like business, economics, things like that as well. And um, so they've, they've definitely got something open to everybody as Experian. Um, right, top fact. I've heard these already, so I'm dead giddy. Um, Jess, what is your top fact about Experian? Um, so all employees uh, in the UK business for sure get three days volunteering to give back to the community, so to do whatever you want. Um, so last year I spent mine volunteering at Glastonbury Festival. Oh, oh well, that's, that's a nice one. That's a nice one isn't it? <laughs> Good one. Thank you very much, Jess. Uh, Sid, what, what's your top fact? Uh, yeah, so mine's more about how we use data in the business. Um, yeah. We had a client of ours, Coca Cola, wanted to put names on their bottles. I'm sure everyone's seen the campaign. And mm -hmm. uh, they wanted to know what the top 150, 150 names are in each region of the UK so they could make sure that they weren't wasting bottles on names that aren't that common in the area. So they mm -hmm. came to us and asked us to kind of come up with the top 150 names to put on the bottles. So, yeah. 
That's great. That's amazing. I said to Sid before, so I haven't seen a Carla yet, though, so I was very upset by that. Um, <laughs> but thank you very much, Sid. I wonder what the Yorkshire top, top names are. Oh, interesting. Um, Anish, so it's like Carla get over being from Yorkshire. Um, Anish, what's our top <laughs> fact? Um, my top fact is that um, at the Nottingham office, uh, there's a beehive in the, uh, I was about to say the garden, but the car park. Yeah. And um, yeah, and as Jess mes- mentioned, I think uh, since it's uh, part of your volunteering, I think there is an option to volunteer because uh, mm-hmm. uh, it is like kept up, uh, like maintained. Yeah. yeah. So, so did you obviously do you get the honey and then sell the honey experience as well then? You know what? That's a good question. I'll ask that next time I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd like. I'd like, I want some honey. Come on. Um, thank you very much, Anish. We're getting, we've got a healthy theme so far. Um, Kirsty, what's your top fact? Uh, continuing on the healthy theme, we get free fruit Tuesdays. So I know in the Nottingham office and the London office, it's definitely true. I'm not 100% sure about Glasgow. But if you go into the office, you can. there's a whole box of fruit and you just get to take as many as you want for the whole day. What's your fruit of choice? Oh, pear. There's always Ooh, nice. I had a pair in years. Um, yeah, good choice. Thank you, Kirsty. Prina. So mine is from the data center tour. Um, yeah. we had a data center tour uh, at the beginning of when we started, and we learned that the temperature needs to be between 10 and 27.7 degrees for the data to be stored there. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So this Excellent. data centre tour then, does everybody get to go on that or is it certain um, programmes get to visit? Um, so my whole EITS sector, they all came into the office one day and we all had it together. But I know that Early Careers released like an invitation for us to be able to do it. So oh, if you brilliant. wanted to join, you could go. Yeah. And this data centre, I'm guessing it's quite huge. Yeah, it's quite a decent size. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> exciting. Like really? a lot of security as well. Oh, I bet, yeah. Have, have you been on it, Maria, then as well? I have, yes. I have. Oh. It's a really exciting tour. So it's, uh, yeah, a lot of it is kind of top secret. Um, yeah. But there's really some, as Brina said, some really cool facts and things that you learn um, as you go through that you would have never known otherwise. So Yeah. <laughs> Maria's thinking, don't ask me any more questions, Karen. Yeah. It's top secret. <laughs> <laughs> Move on quickly. <laughs> I know that face. Um, okay, so thank you very much, everybody. I'm going to hand you over to Sophie in, in just a couple of minutes. Um, but Maria, I'm going to look back to you. Um, Tell me about the opportunities that you've got advertised on Gradcracker and where will they be based, deadlines, all, all of the good stuff. Yeah, so we've got loads of opportunities at the minute live on Gradcracker. Yeah. So if everybody wants to log on to our hub, um, then you'll be able to see which ones um, are kind of up um, there as well. Mm-hmm. Now, with all of our graduate roles, um, which I'll kind of cover which ones are live in a minute but with all of our graduate roles um, you also get access to our early careers development program as well um, so these are kind of you know packed full of a whole load of workshops and short courses and online material as well so you'll hear a little bit more about that later too um, but we tend to kind of classify our roles into to three different pots we say um, yeah. so our IT and software engineering roles our analytics roles and then our commercial roles which are our more kind of business less techie focused roles so Within our IT and software engineering roles at the minute on Gradcracker, um, we've got our graduate software engineer vacancy, which is live. Um, yeah. That is based in Nottingham. Um, so ideal for anyone who loves to code. Um, we've got our graduate technical consultant role as well in London. Um, and that's really all around helping clients to get the most out of experienced products and data. So it's a nice blend between being a technical role, but also having a client focus as well. Yeah. 
Um, we have our IT service management role, um, which is all around kind of our IT processes and delivering a brilliant service to customers um, based in Nottingham and our graduate IT infrastructure engineer as well. So if you've got that nice interest in hardware and software, um, that will be perfect for you as well. Um, with our analytics opportunities, we've got our graduate data scientist opportunity based in Glasgow. Um, that is for anyone who's passionate about data um, and that role closes on Sunday. So if you are interested, get your application in. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and then finally, our kind of commercial roles. So um, these um, are kind of a more business focused roles. Um, so maybe not the typical ones you'd go to through Grad Clacker. Um, but we have our graduate product designer roles. So all around kind of solving problems, creating products for the users. Um, our business development graduates. So um, working as part of our business to business selling teams um, and working in our solutions selling area. Um, and then also a product manager role as well. Um, and the product manager role is a really cool role actually so it kind of brings together like product visions and market analysis and sort of client understanding and data and visionary thinking to um, essentially explore future product potentials that Experian um, might get involved in um, so that's what's available at the minute there's a few roles closing on Sunday or within the next week um, I'm going to call out our IT service management and graduate infrastructure engineer roles um, yeah. But we do have more roles coming up as well. Um, so we'll have some more placement roles um, becoming available in the next couple of weeks, um, as well as some more um, graduate roles in, in like sales and risk and controls, uh, software engineering and business analysis as well. Um, yeah. So definitely keep an eye out on our hub um, and follow us um, or keep an eye out on the hub as well. Um, yeah. And you'll be notified when they go live within the next month or so. Perfect. Yeah. So a couple of things there to, to bring out of what Maria just said. So if you are like a technical student wanting to stay in the technical world, you know, like the world of coding, hardware, software, analytics, obviously there's experience got opportunities for you. And um, if you want to go for more of the commercial side of the business, and there's opportunities for you as well. So there's plenty of choice um, on the on the Hub on Gradcracker. And like Maria said, give them a quick follow um, and then you will be alerted as soon as the other graduate um, opportunities and placements go live. So perfect. Thank you very much for that, Maria. Um, Sophie, I'm going to hand over to you. Sophie's going to meet the grads um, in more detail and get to know them a little bit more. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Carla. And thank you very much for the introductions, everyone. Um, yeah, I want to kind of come around and get to know a bit more about what you're doing at Experience right now. I know of all the roles that Maria just mentioned, we've got kind of someone from each pop on the on the webinar today. So it's going to be interesting to kind of find out a little bit more about all of your journeys. So Jess, I am going to start with you. Um, you studied physics at Nottingham um, University. So what is your current role at Experian? Um, yes, yeah, so I'm a software engineer and I'm in the consumer services area of the business, um, which is the area that provides uh, credit information to our customers. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been here coming up to 18 months now. Okay. Um, so I did six months in a back-end team processing um, credit reports, which I promise is much more exciting than that, that sound. <laughs> Um, and then I spent six months in a front end team working on uh, developing our website. And then I'm currently in a team that looks after the platform and makes sure the other teams can deliver. So is each kind of project that you work on typically a six month project? Um, not necessarily project project wise. Um, we're just put on six month rotations. Six so you month can rotations. experience different teams, different technologies they use. And how long is the programme overall, Jess? Uh, two years two years so you've got one more rotation after this one yeah that's right. excellent excellent okay thank you so much Jess and um, I'm going to come over to you Sid next to find out about what you're doing now 
Yeah, so I'm a graduate business analyst and I work within CIS specifically, it's called Marketplace. So we mm -hmm. deal with the eligibility scores that you would see on a comparison site. So if you were to look for a credit card or loan, it would mm -hmm. tell you, oh, you're 80% likely to get this product. We kind of run yeah. that part of a comparison site. Fantastic. And can you tell us a little bit more about the team that you work in? Is it a big team, small team? Yeah, so I'm part of a, a smaller team within Marketplace called the Aggregated Team. So I'm kind of responsible for maintaining relationships with uh, aggregators, which are also called comparison sites. Mm -hmm. um, and then we work with two, uh, a couple of other teams within Marketplace, uh, API and Hosted, which are the different uh, decision solutions that we have mm -hmm. for different lenders. Okay, great. And as a business analyst, um, do you fall which which kind of three streams do you fall into? Do you fall into analytics or commercial or a bit of IT? What what area of the business would you would you say you're in? Um, definitely all three. I think um, all three you, you get, <laughs> sounds yeah, like it. <laughs> you get a good mix. Like um, one week you'll be doing an, a piece of analysis for a client. The next you'll be adjusting uh, how the decisioning engine works, mm -hmm. or, and then the next you'll be adding products to a comparison site which is more the commercial side doing all the yeah. testing and things so yeah it kind of changes every day it seems <laughs> yeah no that's brilliant that's a really good mix isn't it, it gives you a good exposure across lots of different things Bob, thank you very much Sid um right Prina next coming to you could you tell us a little bit more about your current role and team yes yeah, so I'm on the IT service management graduate scheme and I'm currently on my six-month placement on vendor management. So mine's also, also a rotational scheme. Yep. So I will get experience on four different BUs within ITSM. Mm -hmm. So within my role, I mainly... Um, so I support one of the vendor management with the UK and I relationship and governance for some of the tech and network vendors that sit with him. So I ensure like the government governance is in place. So we do things such as like monthly business reviews and make sure that the suppliers are meeting their contractual obligations. Mm -hmm. Okay, fantastic. And how long have you been with um, experience, experience in total? Um, I, this is my first. That's oh, so your first. Rotation. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So your first six, but okay. Excellent. Um, and can you tell us a little bit more about the team again? You know, what sort of size is it? Do you work with lots of different areas of the business or how does that work? Yeah. So we get the opportunity to work with a lot of clients because obviously it's mm -hmm. vendor management and then yeah. we also get the opportunity to work alongside a lot of different teams at the moment as well. Like I work quite closely with procurement at the moment because we're going through a contract renegotiation and then mm -hmm. finance. So, yeah, we get the opportunity to work with a lot of different teams. Great. So, yeah, so you get, you're get working with quite a lot of external people and internal. So that's a, yeah. especially in your first ever kind of placement in the business. That's a lot of exposure and experience straight away, isn't it? Yeah, sure. Fantastic. Thank you, Prina. Right. I'm going to come over to Arnish now. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about your role and your team? Hi, so um, I'm currently as a, I joined Experian as a graduate product manager back in September. Um, so I'm currently on my first rotation. Mm -hmm. uh, at the moment, I'm working with a team called Verifications and also Affordability because they both share um, resources um, within the CIS domain, which stands for Consumer Information Services and Analytics. So it's like CIS and A. Um, mm -hmm. 
So it's mainly B2B products. So it's mainly business to business. And that could range from either uh, major banks to things in the mortgage market. There's, it's just all, there's so many products. And um, yeah. yeah, just to give you a bit more outline of uh, the team. So in terms of the team, uh, a lot of the verifications team uh, is new. They were, uh, they've been people that have been acquired through uh, acquisitions that experience done with startups. Um, and so it's quite helpful that I'm in quite a young team. I'm not the only new uh, person there as well. Mm-hmm. So that was quite useful having exposure to so many people from mm-hmm. um, um, other industries. And then also in terms of the role itself. Um, so just to give a background in terms of product management, uh, essentially you are uh, there throughout the entire product cycle so from the idea phase okay so we need we want to build this product you work with the strategy team you, you find out if there's like an actual need for this product and then you present it and once there you've been given the go-ahead you can then take it on to the development phase you're working with developers you have exposure to all these different teams uh, testing and then once that side is done, um, then you can move on to uh, the marketing side. So you're getting exposure to the marketing teams, working with people like uh, product marketers and stuff like that. And then the launch phase, the scary phase, you're launching it. And then it's not even just done there. You're now tracking it. How is it doing? Do we need to make improvements? Now, that process that I've just laid out, it can change depending on um, what uh, it, it side of the business you're on. So it can mm-hmm. change depending on the context of the actual product. But that's in a nutshell what it actually is. So it's quite an entrepreneurial role. You have a lot yeah. of client exposure, but you're also exposed to a lot of like technical people. I have a technical background, but this was like a really good like balance for me uh, between mm-hmm. business minded and also not having still having exposure to like the technical side as well. And then, yeah, it's uh, that's essentially like what it kind of is. That's brilliant. That's yeah. a really, really good overview. Thank you very much for that. It sounds yeah, like you get involved in so many. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. but it's, it sounds like a complex role. You know, that there's a whole host of different things that you're doing. So that's a really good overview um, of, of that particular role. So we'll, we'll be coming back to you in, in a few minutes, Anish, to find out a bit more about specific projects that you've been involved in so far. But I'm just going to jump over to Kirsty just to find out a little bit more about your current role and what you're doing and your team, please, Kirsty. Yeah, so uh, I'm a data analyst and that can fit into a lot of different parts. I think there was quite a few of us that were brought on, but I'm specifically within within what's called the data office and then within the innovation team. Um, So a lot of what I do at the minute is QAing, so quality assurance on projects that are in different sides of the business. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I run the business to business reports that go out on a monthly basis. Again, similar to Anish, so it goes from like, large banks to small um, car companies or, or mortgage lenders and all this. Um, and a lot of my role is analyzing all the data from those businesses as they come in, assessing mm-hmm. how they compare to previous months and previous years that they've ran. Um, okay. And then making sure that that's all presentable and investigating any, any changes we've found before we send it back out to the clients. Mm-hmm. And that can also sometimes involve client queries so I've been quite lucky in the fact that I've gone into quite a technical role in analysis, but I still get some exposure to client as clients as well, because they'll send questions to us and I'll be able to send back responses with more information I've been able to investigate. Um, and within that role, it means I get to work with lots of teams with an experience. So we've got mm-hmm. a separate team that sends me all these larger projects that I, I'm able to QA for them. So I have quite a lot of contact with them. I'm in meetings with them weekly, bi-weekly, monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have 
more information with people that are in the wider innovation teams. So if they have an idea of something they want to implement into these business to business reports, I have to sit in and talk with them about those and how practical we think we are and what what time we think we can get those in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but this again, I, I started in September, so this is just my yeah. first rotation. Um, and then wow. the next one I move on is to kind of one up from where I am to the slightly bigger report. So I'll be starting to make those as well, rather than just making the smaller business to business ones. Wow. I mean, in six months, that is a lot that you've <laughs> you've done. Um, I do kind of want to touch upon what you did at university and how that might relate to what you're doing now, because you did chemistry. Um, which to me doesn't naturally lend Mm -hmm. you you don't always associate that with going into sort of a data role so you know what but I'm sure there must be elements of a chemistry degree where you are doing data analysis and data Mm -hmm. collection so what what made you then kind of move away purely from doing chemistry into where you are now yeah so um, in my third year of my degree I was like I'm definitely going to be in a lab I'm going to go and do a lab placements a thousand percent where I want to be and I spent a year in a lab and I enjoyed (laughs) more of the time sitting in front of my desk Mm -hmm. with all that data I collected analyzing Mm -hmm. it than I did in the lab collecting it because I think people forget that a lot of a chemistry degree I spend my time in a lab collecting data that I now spend twice four times the amount of time analyzing outside of it so yeah. it does lead very well into it. And that meant mm-hmm. when I got back from my placement and I was looking at final year projects, mm-hmm. I could look for one that was more data analysis based. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was quite lucky in the fact that the university I went to had a um, analytical chemistry specialism. So I was okay. able to go and do a project that worked with coding and worked with more in-depth analysis. So when I wow. got out of university, I was able to use some of those coding skills and my passion mm-hmm. for data and analysis mm-hmm. to find a job that really kind of fit with those passions for me. Yeah wonderful I mean this is the benefit of doing a placement isn't it yeah. you know you know going you thought that was going to be your career can you imagine if you then went you know finished university mm-hmm. without that experience you'd have ended up in a lab and you know thought yeah. this isn't where I want to be but yeah. because you've had that experience of a placement you've now gone okay well I know exactly what I want to do when I graduate now I'm going to go work in data analysis and then you've obviously found the role that's perfect for you so that's that's great and I think that's such you know, students listen up. This is why you do a placement <laughs> before you finish, if you have the opportunity to. So thank you very much, Kirsty. We'll be coming back to you shortly again to find out a bit more about the project so far. Um, but right now, Jess, I'm going to come back to you um, to find out more about what projects you've been working on um, since you joined Experian or your favourite one or, or anything you want to tell us about the projects. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so a standout one for me, um, which my second rotation it timed perfectly to see a product right from the start to the finish yeah um so we were working on a, a web page that helps customers understand what their credit score is mm-hmm. a lot of people log in and they'll see a number between zero and 999 and they'll think I don't know why I've got that score mm-hmm. um so we had developed a page where customers could see like their positive impact on their credit score um, and also allowed them to see what was negatively affecting the score so they could see where they needed to improve mm-hmm. um so yeah, Experian has a really strong focus on not just giving a score and trying to like educate um, on what, what credit is and, and different things. So tell me about how that project worked. Did you have to do the data analysis or was it purely the web development element of that? What, what did you do behind the scenes? Yes, yeah, so as a software engineer, you'll sort of get a design from the product designers um, mm-hmm. and then it's just implementing that into the code. Um, mm-hmm. integrating onto the website sort of following all the different customer journeys mm-hmm. um, yeah so we didn't work on any of the designs um, but just sort of implement them into a react application and um, mm-hmm. season javascript for any of them and coders listening 
<laughs> Perfect. And had you used JavaScript or done any sort of web development prior to this as part of your degree or is this kind of quite fresh to you? No, so I did obviously a physics degree um, mm. in that I did a bit of MATLAB, but I really, my coding experience was really minimal. So yeah, pretty much everything I've learned has been through your experience, either through like a buddy or a mentor or mm-hmm. um, sort of the training provided. So it has the training. So you've had, have you had the opportunity to go on to kind of formal coding training programs or has it mostly been by learning, like just on the job? <laughs> Yeah, so we were given um, a few workshops, um, but it's heavily just sort of learning by doing, um, mm-hmm. asking loads of questions, um, sort of at the start, start when you first join, you'll you'll do a lot of pair programming, um, so someone yeah. over your shoulder, giving you a hand, um, and a lot of, we get a lot of resources where we can sort of self-learn, mm-hmm. um, and we get personal develop time that allows us to do that. Fantastic, so loads of support to learn the skills that you need. Yeah. Um I'm going to ask you a similar question to, to that that I just asked ask Kirsty because going from a physics degree where you hadn't done very much coding like you just said to then applying for a software engineering graduate scheme what made you decide that that was where you wanted to go? Um, I would be lying if I said that I always wanted to be a software engineer I think even up until my first week experience I was like do I really really want to sit and code all day? Um, <laughs> I think I was always interested in IT um obviously software engineering comes into so many different sectors there's so many different yeah. options that's such a good skill to sort of have mm-hmm. um and obviously experience are a great um employee for early careers and the development mm-hmm. opportunities we get um and I wanted to stay in Nottingham so it, it all just fit into place it ticked all the boxes yeah it did but I think it's um that, that's great um that you've kind of ended up where we where you are now and you're obviously really really enjoying it but it's also a really good point to kind of highlight to our audience today that just because you don't have that coding experience doesn't mean that you can't go on and become a software engineer at Experian because you're given the support that you need so thank you very much for that Jess um I am going to come across to you Sid now just to find out a little bit more about some of the projects that you've been involved in Experian so far yeah so I guess the the biggest one is one that was kind of already been uh, already been started when I joined but uh, the team was developing a, a new comparison site for a client mm-hmm. and so uh, given that we do a lot of work for comparison sites building a whole new one it was quite an interesting experience to see all the ins and outs of how they work and mm-hmm. all the testing that's required for um, putting products live on uh, aggregators and working mm-hmm. with all the lenders to make sure that they're happy with uh, all the testing that we complete. So that was probably the biggest one. And now that's live. So it's quite cool to see it. You, you can kind of monitor all the people coming in and mm-hmm. like kind of see it, people getting offers for actual products. It was quite interesting. So what sort of technologies and what things did you have to learn to be able to do that project, Sid? Um, so our team and business area predominantly uses SQL. Um, okay. which I had no experience with. Uh, it's it's essentially a, a coding language for databases. Yeah. Um, so there was kind of multiple sessions that were run that the business area um, organised for us. All the new graduates that came in spent a couple of days just getting, getting, the, getting to grips with the language. Some of us has never coded before. Yeah. So um, understanding how, like, best practices for getting efficient code and things like that so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like days of training 
but then mm. a lot of the experience a lot of the things you learn just t- tend to come from actually doing projects mm. which is an interesting thing I wasn't expecting to be doing actual like actual work straight mm. away <laughs> because I would feel like I wouldn't be trusted with it because it's my like mm. kind of first job and things so it's kind of nice to know that there's that trust there for you to uh, experiment really and get to grips with what you'll be doing yeah. yes definitely so how long did that project um last that we've been talking about how long did it take you start to finish um I'm not sure how long it was going on for before I joined but mm-hmm. it kind of finished around the start of December I think mm-hmm. um so it was I joined in September and mm-hmm. so I, I was always um we do multiple tro- projects at once but I was always in and out of that project quite regularly mm-hmm. um okay. so yeah about three months and how do you manage that then so if, like you said if you're on multiple projects at once how do you kind of have the time management of knowing what to do and when is that kind of um delegated to you or do you have to manage your manage your own workload um so a bit of both Experian at least in our business area we use uh Kanban boards and sprints and the agile way of working so the team has a Kanban board you all have tickets on there that you are either assigned or you pick up from a backlog Mm -hmm. Um, and then you can kind of move that around on your own board to do Mm -hmm. blocked in review done Um, Mm and so you can always keep track of what you're doing yeah and uh, yeah that's kind of an easy way of tracking all these projects that you're involved with yeah fantastic and I suppose it's like you know for anyone listening thinking oh how am I going to manage my time well and do stuff like Mm -hmm. that when I'm at uh, um and you know a workplace it's similar when you're at university and you've got multiple assignments or assessments going on you have to manage your time there so it's just transferring that skill into the workplace and obviously like you said throughout this Sid you've got a lot of support from colleagues and and people around you um as soon as you start to kind of help you with that as well so that's brilliant thank you very much for, for sort of letting us know what you've been up to um, and then Prina, coming over to you, could you tell us a little bit more about projects you've been involved in so far? Um, yeah, so there's currently a project going on where so a company that we deal with, a third party vendor, their contract is about to come to an end. So mm-hmm. we're making the decision whether to renew with that vendor or whether to go to tender with a new vendor. So we've mm-hmm. had a lot of things to do with that project in terms of we're working with a project manager to develop a project plan um yeah. to see like how long each service line will take to move out etc and then we've worked with procurement to go through the proposal of the con of the contract that's been sent by the current vendor that we're using we also did mm-hmm. something called a benchmarking exercise which mm-hmm. was to see whether the rates that have been proposed are good for value compared to what is in the market already yeah so um currently the vendor is going to be coming down at the end of the month to start mm-hmm. the negotiations so the negotiations are going to be in person which is quite interesting oh wow that would yeah, be yeah. exciting yeah and have you ever be... done have you done any sort of face-to-face client meetings or anything like that yet yeah so we have I have them like every week anyway okay so, cool and we have them yeah but not anything to do with the negotiations but we've been discussing it for so long now it's yeah. finally happening so it's going to be interesting to see how everyone plays their cards yeah, yeah. no that'll be really interesting yeah. so it's a very business focused commercial project that you seem to be working on at the moment um within yeah. sort of IT yeah um but you did a software degree yeah 
So <laughs> this leads me on to within IT service management, then, is it much more commercial and business focused than, say, coding and things like that? Or is there going to be opportunity to to use your more kind of software skills in future rotations? And so with me, I I think mine was the opposite of Jess, where I realized yeah. I didn't want to do a very software like focused degree. Um, yeah. I mean, job. Yeah. So mm. uh, I think that is the opportunity to do more IT based roles. Like for mm. me, I work with a lot of tech vendors. So we have a lot of tech discussions going on. Anyways. Yeah. And the network vendors, we work quite closely with the network team. But um, within the other rotations that I've looked through, there are ones within like operational intelligence, etc. So you have the opportunity to do a more tech based role in mm-hmm. your next rotation so it's just what you decide to do I guess mm-hmm. and they always um work with you to help you do what you want to do instead of just mm. making that decision for you yeah so when you saw the IT service management role and you saw what it entailed you know the op- opportunity to have that kind of more business focus that was what drew you into that program rather than because you were kind of looking for the opposite of what you'd actually done at uni but having that background in it yeah I really enjoyed like working with people because in my previous role I did a similar thing where I really enjoyed working with clients and that was when I was studying still doing my software engineering degree so I realized I wanted that aspect still involved in my future role so Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to combine the two but not still have it too tech focused so yeah that's why I chose this specific role. That's fantastic. I think that's really interesting. And like just mm-hmm. from the journeys that we've heard so far of everyone's different backgrounds and why they've chosen to go where they've cho- um, chosen to go, it just shows you that there really is something for everybody mm-hmm. at experience. So um, that's great. So thank you very much, Prina, for giving us that thank kind you. of overview. Um, Anish, I'm going to come over to you now just to hear a, bit, a little bit more about your favourite project or anything else you want to kind of tell us about the projects you've been involved in so far. Yeah, so um, so sense of started at September I'm not that deep into a lot of projects but <laughs> recently it has ramped up so let's get into that so cool. <laughs> uh, when I first joined they were slowly trying to get me into things um, but like I said my team is very new so things are moving all the time and I kind of prefer that type of environment because when mm-hmm. there's flexibility there's a bit you've got a chance to kind of um, go out of your way and kind of suggest things because they're really open to here like that's one thing I've noticed with my team um they're really open to hearing new ideas from someone else even if they're not like an industry expert so the first project that I got to work on was investigating the onboarding process for one of our products uh for our clients so essentially what an onboarding process is it's like when you buy a new phone so say if you just bought the new iPhone you don't just turn it on and it works straight away you kind of have to log in you have to do all these different things if you're coming Mm -hmm. over from an Android phone there's an option for, for that so each option and situation is catered for. That's essentially mm-hmm. what we need to be doing for our clients and just making sure that they're happy. Because if you have a terrible experience just setting your phone up, then you're not going to just have a favorable opinion about the device itself. So your first impressions mm-hmm. are very important. Mm-hmm. So as part of this workload, um, because not only, as a product manager, you're not just working on products that are brand new. You sometimes have to improve existing products. Mm-hmm. So this role was just essentially looking into: can we be able, can we onboard as many clients if we had like a huge influx? So it was kind of like an investigative piece uh, where I was doing both looking into data and actually interpreting the data in terms of um, 
all these different data points that we look at when we're onboarding clients, but also speaking to people. Now, um, I, I, I said I did electrical engineering before, uh, earlier in the call. Uh, however, in, in my final year, it was kind of more software oriented because my entire final year project was around machine learning um, because you got mm -hmm. to pick what side you want to go into. So I had a lot of exposure on the tech side of things. And, and then uh, instead of carrying on to do a master's in engineering, I decided to do a product management project management um one year um internship in london and that was just like mind opening because i really enjoyed the client facing side as well and with this type of project that i've recently done on in onboarding it was quite interesting because you'd think i'd struggle because normally the data side's more hard but for me i found the actual speaking to different people from different teams whether it's a, a technical consultant or someone in sales the way you speak to people is very different and figuring out these mm -hmm. little things was very interesting because you can learn mm -hmm. a lot. So that was a really interesting experience. Uh, but once that project was finished at the start of this month, what I've been currently placed on that I'm really enjoying at the moment um, is uh, at Experian with my graduate role, you kind of have to go out of your way sometimes to actually be clear about what you want out of the, um, uh, of the placement as well, because it's a six month rotation as much as they can tell you what they want you to be doing, you kind of have to put your um, ideas forward if you <laughs> if you have a specific thing you want to work on. So mm -hmm. I had this idea that uh, since I've done like a one year placement, I thought maybe I could take on a bit more workload. And I said, let's, uh, I really want to be able to say that at the end of this uh, six month rotation, I've owned something. So they've put me in charge of this one specific feature for a product. I can't really go into too much detail about things, um, but mm -hmm. um, essentially, uh, one of the things that came out of this uh, new project that I've been placed on is we know that this existing feature needs to be improved using, and we're trying to see if there's a technological solution to that. Now, mm -hmm. one interesting thing that a product manager that I worked with did was get together all his connections in terms of people in like the development side, um, people that are, that are on like uh, the architecture side, so solution architecture, um, all these people together and kind of just start a discussion. And I found that so interesting because um, it was it was useful because I could kind of understand a lot of the words being thrown around, the terminology being thrown around and kind of be this like middleman where you kind of translating between the non-technical people and the technical people. Mm -hmm. And just like being in that whole area and getting this ball rolling, it, just, it kind of really taught me a lot of things around that. It's not, because when I was at university, I was like, well, the technical side is the most important side, but mm -hmm. seeing yeah. that the non-technical side is just as important just to get the thing, because you don't want to be building something that's not even needed. So it's mm -hmm. like, um, so a lot of things being thrown around. And yeah, it's uh, like I think mentioned earlier, you kind of have to juggle uh, your workload. Uh, and like, mm -hmm. that's where like being at university really helped because you're managing multiple assignments at the same time. So yeah, this overall has been quite useful in that sense, but yeah. Fantastic. I mean, I think that's a really good point that you've mentioned that quite often you can, especially if you're going into a technical role, think that the technical element of it is going to be the mo kind of most important yeah. thing. But you've just proven in the first six months of experience with the, the range of people that you have worked with and the different types of scenarios and situations and meetings and projects that you've been involved in, that actually the softer skills and the people skills can be just as important. Um, 
in your career. So I think that's something that is quite often kind of underestimated um, when you are looking at, a, especially looking at a technical role, but on the face of it, you might think is, you know, you know, I'm going to be coding or I'm going to be working on technical projects, but actually there's still always going to be that business element. There's always going to be that person element. So I think that's a really good point. And it's, it's nice to hear that as well, you know, you've taken the initiative to go to people in the team saying, you know, I think I can do this. And again, this is something that we always encourage to our graduates and placement students is, you know, you are in charge of your own career and you know the majority of, of graduate and undergraduate employers want you to be able to go to them and say okay I'm I've, I'm lacking in this area I'd like to do some more here or I think I can pick something else up here you know it's a great attitude to have so I think you've, you've touched on a lot of points there Arnish that were, were really really useful and um, so thank you very much for that. Um, I'm going to just um, come to you Kirsty finally um, to find out a bit more about your projects before coming back to Carla um, on the recruitment process and things so yeah Kirsty, tell us everything. <laughs> um, so my role day to day is very busy and it's quite intense mm-hmm. so we don't have ongoing projects that will last month in the months mm-hmm. in the position that I'm in because it's kind of a delivery based team so it's continuous yeah. so when I joined the role they kind of said once you've settled in and you're comfortable doing everything you need to do go through and find something that you would like to work on for the six months mm. you're here. So I'd spend a lot of my time working with various scripts and various templates to produce all these reports and complete analysis. And during mm. that time, I'll find templates and things that I feel like we could improve or we could make it easier to work with. So yep. the current project I'm working on is a specific template for using a specific set of files to pull important data for clients and make sure that it fits very well with previous years running. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm teaching myself VBA, which is the code that they use for Microsoft engines like Excel and Word. Um, okay. And in doing that, I'm making different macros and buttons and essentially an Excel sheet that will do that process for me without having to manually move data around. Okay. So all of my pro- um, projects and processes so far have been improvement projects so that when I right. meet the team in a couple of months, the next person will be able to do those things quicker. And then if I don't have the time, I've got time to pass on what I've done and the next person picks up and carries on. Mm. Fantastic. I bet they love you for that. <laughs> um, and how have you gone about teaching? You said you're teaching yourself VBA, which I'd, I'd not heard of before, being totally honest. How are you teaching yourself that? So experience quite good. They've got quite a lot of learning platforms. So we've got a whole mm-hmm. e-learning section, which houses thousands upon thousands of videos uh, and, and workspaces and all this that have all those kind of coding languages ready to pick up. Okay. But I also know that there's quite a few people around me that were competent in it. So I was able mm-hmm. to know that my manager's manager is very good at it and someone else in that team is very competent with it. So I could set up meetings with them, um, organize to see their previous work, yeah. organize to use different software um, things that Experian have paid for previously to look for different courses that I could work from. And then doing kind of like Jess and Sid, while I'm working on it, I'm learning it. So it's a lot yeah. of like, as you go, you're teaching yourself, but there's always Perfect. people that you can go back to for support. Brilliant. And um, I mean, just everything you've said there, you know, you've taken the initiative again, haven't you? It's kind of what we've touched upon here. You know, you've, you've gone out and you've learned, you've asked people, you've gone to their previous work and it's a really good example to kind of set. Um, I know you said the next project that you're going to be working on is, is, bigger data sheets or, or some or words to that effect. Could you tell us a little bit more about what, what that looks like? Um, so that's my next rotation. I'm already yeah. starting training for that because it's okay. going to be a very quick handover and I have to train the person that comes into my rotation on what I'm doing. Wow. Um, but essentially I'm doing monthly and bi-monthly and quarterly business to business reports right now. But yeah. sometimes a business wants a more in-depth report with a specific set of data that goes back multiple years rather than Mm -hmm. just the previous month so 
essentially what I'll be doing is writing individual settings and scripts for these things with the specific stuff that they want. So the mm -hmm. client will get in contact with us or with a consultant and they'll discuss how much they're willing to pay, what they want for it. And then we'll be given the opportunity to write individual scripts to adjust their Perfect. settings, make sure it implements everything they want and then run it before sending it back to them. Brilliant. Okay. So you're just learning more and more in depth the whole time as you progress through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I, I've loved hearing about all of your projects and, and roles so far. I could talk to you probably for about another three hours, but Carla will probably <laughs> kill me. So I'm going to hand back to Carla now um, to find out more about, you know, how everyone's going to rush off and apply now. I think I think something else of that's come out of this that I'm sure you'll agree is interested is that you're all learning new stuff, but then you're all just also training and developing other people that are coming through your roles and things like that and that's something that we don't experience a lot you know you're yeah. you're doing the actual role but then training other people which I think is amazing and it's a different skill isn't it actually training and developing other people into what you're doing so yeah fascinating um I think I might just fit in another question with the grads Maria but we definitely have enough time to spend together um, and it's just moving up surface like you told me to kind of stop talking at 10 I know I'm like I <laughs> rushed through for you <laughs> I know that I know um so outside of kind of the day job this is you know another thing that I really like to get to know about so outside the day job um what other things do you get up to like as graduates as teams there um at Experian um just, just to share your insights with us um yes we got opportunities to do loads of things outside of our yeah. day jobs um, I previously obviously mentioned the volunteering that I've done mm -hmm. um, we also have an early careers social committee um, which I'm part of um, a lot of students come to Nottingham after being like relocated from their families don't really have many friends in the area mm -hmm. um, so I think it's really important to have like a social group where we can do stuff outside of work um, can organize different um, events at different venues it can be at bars so more drinking focused or we've done ice skating we do games nights in the office um so yeah it's just organizing that making sure everyone's making friends it's really good networking uh it's mm -hmm. with the people in different business areas as well so there's lots to do to get that community feel together yeah definitely. and Sid is there anything that you want to add to that is anything that exciting that you get up to uh this week I started something called boot camp um, so during lunch on a Monday and a Wednesday, there's like a, a fitness kind of uh, mm -hmm. thing going on where you get you get quite dirty and you do it in like it was snowing on Monday, so it was not yeah. great. But uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of lots of people come and get uh, get some exercise done, and uh, it's, it's not quite a nice atmosphere. Just all yeah. trying to improve ourselves. I'm it's all. I guess it's all outside then. But yes, unfortunately. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, if you like to get mud on the surface, it's not for me. <laughs> um, Anish, is there anything exciting that you do differently to Jess and Sid? Um, so, uh, in terms of the team side of things, uh, we when I first joined, what I realised you know, straight away was like they do stuff that is quite different outside of work. So, yeah. for example, when I first joined, we were, we were all invited to the London office, and there was like people from different teams um within our like domain so it, so yeah and the whole day I thought it, was, it might have been like a work type of day I brought my laptop and everything but yeah. instead of, it was start team building day so it was literally just a day so that we all get to know each other because since this team has grown so large like I said uh, earlier on that uh, a lot of people have came over from startups that have been recently acquired 
So mm-hmm. a lot of people don't really know each other that well. Mm-hmm. So the whole yeah. day we spent just team building, doing like um, random activities, uh, nothing work related. And then at the end, we uh, went out uh, on a social um, in London. And it was quite nice because I'm, I'm there talking to people you're, and they're just telling you about their life. And then when, because uh, you don't really talk about work, uh, when at the end of the conversation, like, oh, so what do you do? I, I realize I'm speaking to very senior people i'm like oh yeah. wow i've just been like talking <laughs> to really chill to these like people i'm like if i knew about their like a uh, title beforehand i wouldn't yeah. have said half the things i've said so it's like <laughs> guys, when they're asking me what you get up to at uni i'm like yeah i did all this to like, oh, I'm, I'm like um actually i'm not even gonna say the title but they were very senior people I was like, oh yeah wow <laughs> yeah so that was quite interesting yeah so sometimes it's, it's like best that, just not knowing it does happen like every quarter yeah, yeah. honestly <laughs> oh. oh good hopefully they don't remember so yeah <laughs> oh I don't know I think you've got to remember a little face <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks Anish Kirsty what else do you get up to I'm part of uh, the graduate climbing society well it's not oh, really yeah. a society but it's a group because yeah. when we first started obviously like Jess said there's quite a lot of people that move from all over and don't have people to talk to or friends uh, that they would normally see Um, And what happened was that quite a few of us realized that we were into kind of indoor climbing and bouldering. So it's turned into a fairly regular occurrence where we just have a little like WhatsApp chat and it's like, oh, well, I'm I'm going to this particular bouldering place on Mondays, anyone else available? And you'll meet with a couple of people and it kind of changes who you see week on week. Oh, good. So obviously you had this interest before your Saturday experience. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are quite a few people that, like, they get dragged in by a different graduate. We've got one yeah. one lad that me and another day analyst are like, come on, Sam, you can, you can do it. And he's like, oh, no, no, I'm interested. And we're like, yeah, well, we know where you are now, so we can try. <laughs> um, but quite a few people have already started, and you just kind of bring more people along, which is quite nice. Oh, brilliant. Good. Yeah, I love that. Thank you, Kirsty. And um, Prina, anything else? Um, I feel like I need to get involved in more things now. <laughs> well, you've got lots to go at. <laughs> but, um, with my team, we have um, a meeting once a, once a month in the office. So afterwards, we always go out for food and drinks. And the yeah. same with the IPSM grads. So there was two, there was me and another boy hired in my year's intake. And then the same in the previous. So sometimes we do things together, like social things. And yeah. Yeah. next time nice. Prina when we do it you'd be like yeah I go rock climbing I do this I go to football <laughs> I do everything I'm gonna have my game yeah, yeah. <laughs> no problem at all thank you very much Prina sorry Maria I am coming to you now but I just think these insights yeah the things outside of work the social aspect um is is a massive thing to experience I did just want to fit that in there and I do apologize Sophie and Maria <laughs> I don't know I apologize <laughs> Sophie it's perfect um Right, Maria, so we've obviously inspired the students to apply to all of your fantastic opportunities. <laughs> Tell me about the application process, please. Yeah, so uh, the, the application process is, is really designed around you as a candidate and it's really designed, um, you know, to, to kind of be a nice, simple, um, short process as well without putting you through too many hoops um, and being done in the, the quickest time frame as well. <clears throat> so the first stage is to apply online with your CV. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got a frog. It's, it's all the excitement, So yeah, the first stage is to apply online with your CV. Um, so for those jobs that are open now on the hub, um, you'll be able to find the links to apply and everything through there. Um, and then as I say, register interest um, in one's upcoming. 
Um, if you're successful from CV um, stage, then we'll invite you to do some online testing. Um, so really, that's just to help us understand a bit more about your natural thought processes. Um, and if you're successful from that stage, we'll invite you to video interview. Um, so that's a one way pre-recorded video interview, um, which just really helps us to get to know you a little bit more on a personal um, and professional level as well. Um, and then uh, if you're successful, then we would invite you into assessment centre, which is the final stage of our process. Um, so that would be, um, you know, taking place with a group exercise um, an interview. And then we have a non-assessed networking session as well. So kind of similar today where you, you'll chat to current grads and just get to find out a little bit more about what they do and their role and life experience and all the cool things that we get up to in the fun, fun bits in the office, really. Um, so that's the, the kind of final stage um, there as well. Um, probably sounds like quite a lot in total. It depends on the role, but generally um, our total application process for a role is about 12 weeks um, yeah. on average. So, um, so yeah, it's all of the kind of dates are, are outlined um, in the um, job ad as well in terms of when our assessment centres are planned in for. So you'll be able to see on them too. Perfect. And I'd like to guess, Maria, that you've probably read thousands of CVs and applications and everything else during your early careers career. Um, mm -hmm. What hints and tips would you give them? What do you want to see from students um, when they do apply to Experian? Yeah, so I think the first one is, is key, not just for Experian, but, but for you know applying to any careers opportunity as well but yeah. it's really making sure that you're getting that cv format right um you know we do see a lot of graduate cvs um and our roles are are quite competitive um and so really just kind of going having a look at some really great templates there's some brilliant um graduate cv templates online um you know just kind of having a look and just making sure your cvs no more than two pages long ideally mm -hmm. and really just calling out the skills and experience that you have in a really clear format um, because as a recruiter will kind of have a lot of CVs to look through so you want to make sure that you're really calling out those bits um, that might be related to the role and I think as well when you're looking at your CV and thinking about why you might want to apply to opportunity and um, just thinking around your USP as well and it's not all just about what a company can give you in a particular role it's all around what you can bring to them as well so that's why we want to know about those skills and experiences so don't discount any skills and experience that you've got because you think it might not be relevant to the role. We'd rather know um, and you mm -hmm. pop it on your CV there as well. Um, and then I guess the final thing is more a piece of advice than, than anything else yeah. really, but just, just don't worry if you don't have all of the experience because at Experian, we're not looking for you to have you know tick off every single bit already as loads of the grads have said you learn on the job a lot and so really what we're looking for is potential and that passion and enthusiasm in what we do rather than necessarily requiring you to have all of the skills already so yeah and I think it's the basics as well isn't it making sure your contact details are up to date um, and yeah. all of that sort of stuff because we hear horror stories of you know incorrect email addresses or telephone numbers and things like that so it is going right back to basics isn't it yeah. you put your CV <laughs> together and do you it. like to see um like a personal statement on a, on a CV as well Maria is that something that you look out for yeah so we um usually a kind of personal statement at the top of your CV is good um yeah. we don't require a covering letter um when you um kind of apply to us however um as part of our recruitment system when you apply there is the option to do kind of like a bit of a personal summary as well and so yeah. we would encourage you to do that as well to just mm -hmm. you know give a bit of an overview about why you're interested in joining us and the opportunity for example as well yeah. And then from your point of view, Maria, last question. Um, I know we've spoken about there's many, many benefits um, to working at Experian. Is there any ones in particular that you'd like to highlight um, as part of the webinar? 
Yeah, definitely. So in terms of the kind of training and development, we've really kind of touched on that um, yeah. quite a lot in, in there. But, but um, it's really kind of tailored, um, nice personal kind of t- um, t- um, development, really. So you'll have a one week kind of face to face induction in the office with all of our graduates when you join um, or placement students, if you're a placement. Um, and you can actually check out our Grad Cracker Hub for our 2022 induction video um, that has yes. just gone live um, to get a bit of a, a kind of insight into what that could look like for you. Um, and then your early careers development programme will pick up from there. So as um, Jess mentioned earlier, it's a two year early careers development mm-hmm. programme, runs alongside your role and is really packed full of those kind of, you know, skill sessions and keynote speakers and workshops. Um, and the graduate opportunity itself is a permanent opportunity. Um, so that's really designed to kind of kickstart your career. Um, and then, yeah, loads of other training and development. So online learning platforms on the job training, loads of other things like that. Um, and then in terms of the benefits package you get, it's, it's really, really competitive. So, you of course, have your starting salary um, as you join with us as a graduate. Um, but then you also have access to our full company benefits as well. So things like our pension scheme, our share purchase plan, um, our um, we have a bonus scheme as well, um, in addition to loads of other things like discounts and things. And then I think what sets us apart from a lot of other employers is what's hopefully come out today is is just that kind of nice community feel. Um, The office is really cool. It's a really nice place to be. And actually, um, it's a really fun place to work is how I'd Mm -hmm. I'd say it as well. And I think that's a key benefit that's not always mentioned on job ads and things like that. Mm, Um, But it's really important as part of that culture and making sure Mm -hmm. that a job and a company is the right fit for what you're looking for as well. Perfect. Thank you, Maria. That's a perfect ending to a perfect webinar. And so as you can see, as Maria said right at the beginning, if you can remember that far back, and um, there's lots of opportunities currently open on Gradcracker. There's lots opening, so follow. Um, but there are deadlines looming. So don't forget, Maria said, you know, this Sunday and then some imminent deadlines um, after this weekend as well. So make sure you don't miss out on the opportunities and get your applications in. This webinar will be live um, if you wanted to re-watch this afternoon. So give us um, half hour, 45 minutes or so, then this webinar will be live. And we'll also break it down into bite-sized, helpful hints and tips and chunks, which will be live on Monday. Um, so look out on the Experian um, Hub on Gradcracker for those snippets as well. Um, so thank you all for joining us today. It's been brilliant, you know, really eye-opening to the kind of business Experian is and the kind of um, grads that Maria is looking for. So basically all STEM, the world's your oyster, get your applications in sooner rather than later. So thank you, everybody. Um, me and Jessica, Jessica's back, is going to be joining us um, next week. We're speaking to DNV, Assurance and Risk Management Company. So I'd like to see you then. And if uh, if I was going to say, if if not, then we'll good luck with your applications. Get your applications into Experian, and we'll see you all soon. Thank Bye. you very much, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye.